I believe that Satan incited the Jews to scream, crucify him, crucify him. And it totally backfired when Jesus said, forgive them, as they do not know what they do. I believe Jesus' death on the cross was a complete victory over Satan. And that his victory allows all of your past, present, and future sins to be forgiven. So that you can live the abundant life. And I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots and have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. And I believe that when I'm preparing to teach something, I end up forcing myself to learn it more deeply and I get blessed from what I learn. Therefore, I'm blessed to teach. And I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. And that's why I invite you to join us at blessedtoteach.com. That's blessed with the number two, teach.com. God bless you. And I hope you'll join me and all the Blessed to Teach Patriots. And let's see what God will do today. Welcome to this Sunday morning here. It's a beautiful day uh, to just celebrate in the Lord, right? This is the day the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. <laughs> That's one of the memory verses uh, that you'll find on uh, BibleMemory.com or just download the Bible Memory app. Uh, that is uh, Psalm 118.24. And I always like to say also, the Lord lives and blessed be my rock and exalted be the God of my salvation, right? Which is Psalm 18.46. A couple of memory verses I always start my morning with. Um, and we're so glad to have you here on this Sunday morning. It's Sunday, February 4th, 2024. It's amazing. We're into February of 2024 already. Woo! Uh, so I see Annette and Jeremiah coming backstage. So, so we'll have some worshipers with us here. Um, I'm going to start with a prayer and then we'll jump right into Ephesians 4. I had to split this into like three teachings because it's so deep and so awesome to break it in. Uh, we're also going to do communion. So if you get a chance at some point in time, grab your, um, we'll do that near the end. Um, so grab your elements, right? Something to represent the blood of Christ in a little cup and also uh, your, uh, something to, to, to the, bread of, the bread of life, right? Some type of bread we're gonna break together uh, today as in communion. Now, uh, again, the, the, but the Bible's real clear. I'll show you that uh, you don't, you should not do that unless you've really accepted uh, the Lord in your heart and you and you really confess your sins so we'll, we'll we'll have a moment of silence to do that later as well uh, but you're per, you're welcome to be here during that time period to observe it um, but um, again you want to make sure that you've got those two things uh, settled before you uh, participate right but we we invite everybody to to uh, observe all right so let's dig into this and uh, I'm gonna before I dig into that I'm gonna say a quick prayer for for uh, this service Heavenly Father just thank you so much for this beautiful Sunday morning again just like we talked about you live the Lord lives and blessed be the rock you're our rock and uh, Lord thank you for being the rock of our salvation we just appreciate that so much and Lord I know you've made this day and we're gonna be glad and rejoice in it today and thank you for your word of God that we get to dig into. And Lord, I pray for blessings on everyone that's listening to my voice right now, that they'll be blessed by your word that we dig into today, especially when we worship you as well. Uh, Lord, that you'll, your presence will be with us as we 
uh, play these beautiful worship video songs honoring you. We love you, and we say these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right. So with that, I'm going to start with a quick part of the teaching, then we'll get into, we got some like first things first. We got blessed be the name of the Lord. We got bless my soul. What a beautiful name. We might get to our, our, newest, our newest song, Speak Jesus. I think that people like that so much and it's brand new. So uh, over the last couple of weeks, so some of you may not have been able to experience that yet. A beautiful song. We'll get into some of that, maybe even some others uh, as we dig in. But let's um, oh, first I'd have a quick, quick announcement about the new app that we have out. And that is, uh, if you just use that QR code, you put your, your camera up to that QR code and it'll give you, bring you right to this page and you can click on those links. The brand new app is the B2G Ministries app. We just added a bunch more, um, what we call tiles on the front page. You can even get to searching now from the app. You guys are really going to enjoy that because it, um, it, it, there's a, there was just some people having a hard time with the login for backstage to actually get to Searchy. So this makes it extremely easy. In fact, everything's easy to get to this. You can see little clips of me teaching, clips of Gus teaching. You can see so many different things that are hard to find um, that are massively easy using the app. So download the B2D Ministries app and also the whole Neighborhood Social app is the Facebook replacement we use to chat with each other and get on Zoom groups together and just uh, share information. And so those two apps, uh, there'll be a major upgrade to that app uh, here coming the next month, but um, you can still download it and it works extremely well right now. Um, so with that, we're gonna dive into the Word of God. And uh, we actually have broken this up into three chapters, right? I mean, three teachings, where we had the unity of the body of Christ, which we taught. And this is where um, Ephesians 1, compared to this first chapter of Ephesians 2, kind of talks about your calling. And that's why I talked to you about going to the equipping tab on either that app or blessedteach.com and you will be able to see uh, training we have called Impactor for Christ that allows you to make sure you understand what your calling is, one of many things. I'm gonna be restructuring that course a little bit to be real simple like a discipleship 101 and 102 and 103. So that course that's pretty, it's a four week course will be kind of broken up into pieces that'll be more discipleship oriented with a little bit of new content. So I think you guys will like the, the, that. That'll all come out here in the next uh, couple months. But anyway, so we went through that um, on Monday. And then Thursday, I believe, is when we went into the new light. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm the second part of this, uh, which is the second, the second part of this paragraph about sending into heaven and all the mystery of Christ stuff. And so where we're going to start today is the new life. And that's we're going to go just through these uh, two chapters. And it's meaty stuff. Um, so we'll get, uh, and then we'll also do communion at the end again. All right, so let's read through this and then I'll play, play some music and then we'll come back and dig into it. The new life. Now this I say to testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened to their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ, assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through the deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirits of your minds and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, having put away falsehood, 
let each one of you speak the truth to his neighbor, for we are members of one of another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor doing honest work with his own hands so that we may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Woo! Lots of awesome lessons about how to live. This is one reason that I really felt when I was doing my investigation at 29 years old and in a, in a critical way, trying to kind of prove the Bible wrong. And uh, this just, the, 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 the Bible just made so much sense. Pro, reading Proverbs and reading verses like this or the, this, these paragraphs just makes so much sense about how we should be living. That was just another testimony to the truthfulness, right? It's the truth about how we should live. It's the truth about how we can be happy, right? And, it, and that's where the new life is all about when we are in Christ, he changes us into a new creation, right? Where we, where instead of our, our selfish nature just kind of taking over and we become these people that are, are just selfish by nature, we now have this new life of Christ that's growing in us, right? With the, with the uh, Holy Spirit helping us and we slowly become this, uh, and, but through this, through this sanctification process we talk about, remember justified means you're forgiven. Salvation means that you literally are going to go to heaven. You're saved. And then sanctification is this process of walking through, becoming more like Christ, right? And that's that new life. And uh, we are going to dig into that in a little bit more detail as we go through each verse and see where else that's talked about in Scripture. There's a lot of awesome things in here about obviously forgiveness and how important that is and how for, if lack of forgiveness actually eats us apart, right? So it actually harms us. It's not harming another person that we haven't forgiven. It's harming us. So forgiveness is, 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 is so important. And then you'll see uh, the, the whole concept of grieving the Holy Spirit, showing that the Holy Spirit is a person. It's, it's not some force out there, right? It's, a, it's, a, it's actually a person. It's a third person of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, right? Holy Spirit. That's important to understand that uh, who, who, who the right God is, right? And, and what the Holy Spirit's, uh, so we'll dig into a little bit more about that. We also see this other deep theological concepts in here about anger. Doesn't say, do not be angry. Believe it or not, it says, be angry. <laughs> So we'll be digging into that. But what happens, you don't want to go down, the sun go down on your anger, right? Because it's going to eat you alive. But just like Jesus was angry and turned over the tables, there's sometimes you, you, you can have a righteous anger, right? So these are all great concepts that are in this whole um, couple chapters on the new life. We'll dig into that. But let's, let's jump into how important it is. A boy God has been talking to me about this a lot in, in Rick's Alone Time with God um, blog that you'll find. Um, you can get there from blessedteach.com or neighborhood.social or the app, right? You can find Rick's Alone Time with God. But um, he's been talking to me a lot about making sure that if we want to be participants in this great movement that he's going to do, this great move of God, we need to put him first. And that means absolutely first. Nothing's above it, 
right? And then, and he's gonna he's gonna amplify the time that we put in there so that we can do the things that we need to do for our family and um, and our work and all that type of stuff. But you're, if we put God first, he's gonna keep you from falling in traps. He's gonna guide you, he's gonna yoke you. And it's and, and, his, and his yoke is easy and the burden is light. And all the burdens are, you're gonna be able to give to him and he's gonna, and your prioritized life is gonna be so much better. But, but it's vital to do what? Put first things first. That's what we need to do. And that's what we're gonna jump into now is this song right here that talks about just that. And uh, I'll have, I'll have uh, um, Annette read this, the second one, but thank you for being here, Annette. I always have uh, our, our Sunday worship room is always, always here, all the way from Sweden. Thank you. First things first, I will seek your will, not my own. That's how important this is. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these things will be added to you. Everything you're worried about is going to be added to you if you just seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Remember, it lights up everything to you for your feet. But then he also doesn't stop there. He gives you a light for your path. <laughs> Beautiful. The second lyric in the song says, To live your truth, walk your ways. All my desires reversed. All the worldly desires, right? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Very clear that he's the only way, guys. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. So those worldly desires are passing away. Why, do we, why are we so worried about him, right? The third thing is about, the third lyric in this song talks about all things I held dear. What to do if they all disappeared? Riches and fame never testify. What would I gain if my soul's the price? No kidding, huh? That's why Matthew 6.19 says, Do not lay up for yourself treasures on earth. Lay up treasures in heaven. For what will profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? In the fourth lyric on this song, we emphasize, I don't want to love what the world loves or chase what the world does. I only want you. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. That's 1 John 2.15. For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. That's 1 John 5, 4. Worship to me about, with me about first things first to consume by fire. things that I've held the vanities that whispered in my ear. What would I do if they all disappeared? Riches and fame and all that they could buy. I've come to find they never satisfy. What would I gain if my soul's a prize? I don't want to love what the world loves. I don't want to chase what the world does.
the truth of the life. Jesus said to him, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John 14, 6. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Annette, would you mind reading this? <laughs> oh, I love to. And such a blessing to be here with you all. Blessed be your name. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is to be praised. Psalm 113, 2-3. When I'm found in the desert place, though I walk through the wilderness, blessed be your name. But rejoice that you share in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed at the revelation of his glory. 1 Peter 4.13 You give and take away. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin or, cha or charge God with wrong. Job 121a to 22. When the darkness closed, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, 
I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Psalm 23, 4. Mm, thank you. That's worship. He gives and takes away. But you know what? We always just say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. Found in the desert plain 
rise of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is, woo, this is bless all my soul, we'll do one more. These are some of our original songs that we did. This one says, bless the Lord of my soul, I worship your holy name. Bless the Lord of my soul and all that's in within me. Bless his holy name, right out of Psalm 103.1. That's what I love, we pick songs that are deep worship songs, but also can be tied back to scripture. The very name of that is completely Biblical in Psalm 103.1, right? Another lyric in the song says, You are rich in love and slow to anger. The Lord is slow to anger and great in power. Right out of Nahum 1.3. <laughs> this uh, song also talks about, Your name is great. It's like Jeremiah 10.6 says, There is none like you, O Lord. You are great and your name is great in might. And you'll see uh, the fourth lyric says, Sing like never before, O my soul. Worship his holy name. Psalm 34 says just that. Sing praises to the Lord, O you saints, and give thanks to his holy name. Is that not beautiful? That's why we worship songs like this. If you have suggestions of songs you would like us to create these videos, the videographer puts sound in there on things, a beautiful video to match all the lyrics that are coming up that you'll see. And the scripture will be at the bottom. Let's worship to bless the Lord of my soul. Bless the Lord of my soul, oh my soul, worship his holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul, I worship your
hold up my soul and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Lord is slow to anger, great in power. There is none like you, O Lord. You are great, and your name is great in might. Give praises to the Lord, O you saints. Give thanks to his holy name. My soul, all that's new within me, bless his holy name. The Lord is slow to anger and great in power. Sing like never before, oh my soul, worship your holy name. Jesus, I worship your Praise to the Lord, all you saints, and give thanks to his holy name. That's exactly what we do here every uh, four times a week, right? Praise and prayer Mondays and Thursdays, and then word and worship on Friday and Sunday. So join us. You'll find uh, um, all the past recordings and stuff on Rumble primarily, but it goes to 15 different platforms, including the audio platform. You'll find that easily on the new app as well. So just remember to go to um, slash apps or you can find it, uh, go to the apps menu on blessedteach.com. So we just wanted to get you guys that new app that I think you really will enjoy. We're getting lots of five-star ratings because uh, it allows so easy to get to everything that the ministry offers, the equipping tabs, the teaching tabs, the, the uh, um, prophecy um, searching now of Amanda Grace, Julie Green, a lot of what I'm, the words that I've been getting from Rick alone time with Lord, some of Kim Clement's prophecies, getting all of that's going to be accessible due to this new app, um, the searchy platform. So uh, a lot of that is uh, used to only be available on if you, if you had the backstage platform. 
And so this is just another easy way to get to things around here. Let's dig in a little bit more to this new life, right? That we we're talking about in Ephesians 4. And um, as you look at this, it's, it's, it's interesting. I just love, uh, so the kind of the teaching method I'm using right now is let's read through everything and not skip in any part of a book, right? And then also figure out where is all else is that discussed in scripture so we can discuss what the new life is really about across the whole um, Bible, right? And so let's dig into this so right now. You see, now this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. When you say no longer walk as the Gentiles do, right? Um, and I, you could almost put that as a as heathens right now or or those that, that, that are non-Christians right now, right? This is what the way the way they walk is right? Colossians 3, 7 through 10 talks about. In these, you too once walked. So before we became Christians, we were like this as well, right? When you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self which is with, with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of the creator. So you can see this whole old self and new self thing is talked about in Corinthians, it's talked about in Ephesians, it's talked about in Colossians. So it's a very important concept of this old self versus new self. It's before Christ and after Christ. Christ in you, Christ was not in you, right? And, uh, and so it's really awesome to see how these scriptures all pull together. Obviously, they're written by the same author, a lot of them, right? Because you've got all those I mentioned were the epistles of Paul. Um, but he was the apostle to the Gentiles. So, and you see it also talks about in the futility of their minds. You see this concept talked about in Romans as well, where it says, For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile, futile in their thinking and foolish hearts were darkened. So this is important that this, as our natural selves, because of the sin of Adam, right, is this there. And we're futile in our thinking. That's why it says the, you know, the, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And the knowledge of the, I'm sorry, it's the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. So if you want insight and wisdom, you have to have a, a healthy, reverent fear for the Lord. Otherwise, you're futile in your thinking, right? So we have all these people that are getting these degrees and advanced degrees, and they're some of the most woke people out there, right? They're some of the most idiotic, what, what, what uh, Saul Linsky would call useful idiots that are used to destroy the country and divide us because they're futile in their thinking no matter how much education they have because that education is not based in the fear of the Lord, the reverent fear of the Lord, uh, which is obviously the key to true knowledge, true wisdom. When you look at uh, verse 18, where they are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is them due to the hardness of their heart. You see that concept in other other places as well. Mark 3, 4, 4, 5 is one of them, where Jesus is talking, he says, and he said to them, it is lawful, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or do harm? to save life or to kill. Remember, the Pharisees wanted to kill Jesus. I just got back from the Chosen yesterday. It was awesome. All three um, uh, episodes, one, two, and three, added in a big theater, right? They have an intermission between uh, number two and three. Uh, so that was kind of nice because it was like uh, three hours, right? But, but awesome time. 
um, and uh, but it just showed you the Pharisees wanted to kill Jesus, right? And uh, they and one one silly thing they had a law about all these things you couldn't do on the Sabbath, which was not in, not in the original law that they added to it, right? To, to where the love of 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 Christ and the, the, the I guess the love of God in was not in them anymore because they were just judging everybody, and so that's why he says. So here's Jesus saying, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or do harm or to save or to kill? But they were silent because they were trying to judge Jesus, right? And trying to catch him in some blasphemy. And he looked around at them with anger. So again, it's not Jesus never sinned. So is it sinful to, to, to be angry? No. Just, it's got to be righteous anger, right? Um, but we don't want to constantly be in anger, right? It just, just destroys our, our, our life. That's why he says, don't, go, don't let the sun go down on it, right? So, and he looked around at them with anger, grieved at their hardness of heart. And this reminds me of Genesis 6, 5, and 6 as well that says the Lord uh, saw the wickedness of man on the earth was great. And that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was evil, was only evil continually. Woo! Just think about that. And that the Lord regretted that he had made man. And... It grieved him to his heart. In fact, that's probably a good one to just bring up real quick because this comes back to the grieving of the heart. That's so important. So that's, that's just one of my memory verses that I just uh, love because it just shows me how much God was wanting wanting humans to be good and, and, and we just were not in, in the days of Noah, right? So it's uh, five and six. I'm just gonna search for this on in my Yandex because I don't use Google, right? <laughs> Yandex is a way better as far as giving you true results. So this is Ephesians, uh, Genesis six here, and if you look at this, uh, talk, this is where it's talking about Nephilim. It's the days of Noah, and here it is, this five and six, and it says, "The Lord saw the wickedness of man was great on the earth." And that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him to his heart. Ah. And that's what this and this is the way Jesus felt. It grieved. He was grieved at the hardness of all these Pharisees and Sadducees and all these religious people's hearts. And he said to the man, and this is where he stretch out your hand, he stretched it out, and his hand was restored. So he healed on the Sabbath, and they actually wanted to crucify him for that, <laughs> for doing good, right? He was doing good. That's a yeah. So that's how this hardness of the heart, unfortunately, becomes natural because of our sin of Adam, right? Verse and and that's why we need need the Holy Spirit in us. That's why we need this new self versus the old self that we're going to talk about here in a second. And in that verse 19, it says they have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy practices of every kind of impurity. So, so we gotta be careful of not giving ourselves up to the worldly ways, because um, the Lord's been talking to me about, he's, it's constant programming. And so if we don't make a decision to move to the new self, to be in Christ, to renew our minds, if we don't make that conscious decision, then the decision is gonna be made for us because we're so much programmed in this world, right? With the TVs, not just the TVs, but with the social media, with all the psychological operations that are going on, with the seven mountains of cultural influence, with these government institutions. It's, it's just, uh, it's, it's constant. The programming is constant to bring you away from the Lord. So you have to consciously make that decision to renew your mind and become the self and not give yourself up, right? And you'll see that in uh, Mark 3, 4, and 5. 
Uh, oh, I just did that. I'm sorry, this is this is right here, Romans 1 and 24. It says, therefore God gave them up to the lust of their hearts to impurity, to the disarming of the bodies of among themselves. So you can see that whole, you can give yourselves up to all this stuff and you just become impure. It's just kind of, the, unfortunately, the natural way of an animal a lot of times, right? Um, we can become like animals versus humans that he made us in the image of God if we let the programming of the enemy take us over especially but that is not the way you learned christ so learning christ is a a concept talked about in matthew 11 29 as well and jesus said take my yoke upon you and learn from me right these words of christ are important for i am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. You want rest for your souls no matter what your circumstances are? <laughs> that peace, that transcendental understanding that we talk about all the time? Well, you basically let him yoke you. God's talked to me a lot about this lately as well. He wants to say, this is the only people I'm gonna really use as, in, in, as a vessel of God in a, in a mighty way for my kingdom are the ones that have allowed me to yoke them. And the ones that allow me to yoke them are the ones that are putting me first, that we talked about. The ones that are putting me first are the ones who are worshiping me. So thank you for being here and worshiping with us. And also the ones that are in the Word of God and spending time with Him, right? We talk about that. And that is, uh, what, and, and what are you, you're learning from me. And what is, who is He? Not only is he, He's not only the Christ and the Messiah, He's the Word of God. The Word became flesh, right? So you need to be in the Word of God to renew your mind. Put him first, let him yoke you. And amazing things will happen at that point in time, right? Because you, uh, but that is not the way you learned Christ. So once you learn Christ, what happens? Assuming that you have heard about him and were taught of him as the truth is in Jesus. So when we talk about uh, um, you were taught in him, in him, Right? We are taught in Jesus. That's talked about in Colossians too. It's talked about rooted and built up in Him. We are built up in Christ, the body of Christ we are, and established in faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. So we should just be in thanksgiving. That's why we talk about you're saved 100% Jesus and 0% your work, 0% you, right? But then you become so thankful because Christ died for you while you were still a sinner that you do good works. Works don't save you, but you do good works. That's why works with faith without works is dead. You really probably didn't get saved if you are not doing good works, right? You want to do good works once you become that new self, right? That new self is what has allowed us, allowed us to do this. And so what are we supposed to do? Well, get in Jesus and put off your old self, right? Um, and so we've, and this is this is a, a vital concept. Hebrews 12, 1 talks about it too. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witness, let's also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And I like the NIV version here because it's the one I originally, um, I originally memorized. So I wanted to show you that. What I love about this is it talks about uh, Again, this is a thought-for-thought thought version versus a word-for-word word version. And so uh, it's probably not the best to, to, to try to say what did exactly was Paul stating here. But it, does, but it gives you the, the heart of what, what it was saying. And therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witness, let us also lay aside every weight. And, oh, I didn't, I didn't hit the, that was the old one. Here it is. Uh, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witness, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. 
I just love that. Just think about that. Everything that hinders you from getting close to Christ, throw it off, right? And the sin that so easily entangles, throw that off. That way we'll be able to run with perseverance the race marked out us. That's your calling. You're calling the race marked out for you. And we only can live in that if we are renewing our mind and we've thrown off all that other stuff, right? We're we're throwing off the old self, putting off your old self, according to verse 22 here, and which belongs to the former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires. And so when it talks about your old self, right? You see that in Romans 6, 6, where it says, we know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of the sin might be brought to nothing. So that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. So when we get baptized, that's what we are. We're representing dying with Christ, right? Our, our old self dying. And then what happens? We get resurrected into this new self. This new creation is what 2 Corinthians 5, 17 talks about. It's a new creation. You become this new self. And this old self is crucified. That is exactly what we, what we talk about when you're born again. <laughs> you're born again because it's the new self, right? Uh, that, that term is criticized a lot of time, but, it, but Jesus said it himself in, in, in John 3, right? And so when you look at the old self, you'll see it also in Colossians where it says, Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. We looked at that a little bit earlier, but this is, again, if you want to be an image of a creator, we, we have to get reconciled with God. And that's why this new self comes in, the Holy Spirit comes into us, and we start becoming sanctified, walking in the race marked out for us, walking in our calling, so that we can be more like the image of the Creator. And that's going to come with all the fruits of the Spirit that Galatians 5, and 23 talk about, right? The love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, all nine of the fruits of the Spirit to start living naturally in you as you are walking in this image of the Creator in your new self versus the old self. And as we look at this deceitful desires that talked about the end of this verse, right? That's the, that's the deceitfulness. He's the, who's the deceiver? Satan himself, right? He's the great deceiver. And so that those desires we just sung about um, in First Things First, reverse your desires, right? Those worldly desires. That's why we sing these awesome songs that latch us back to Scripture. Because we don't want to have, have these deceitful desires. We've got to understand that's why 2 Corinthians 10.5 talks about take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ, right? So you could, so when you have bad thoughts, Satan's going to put them in there, the, the devil's going to put them in there, or, or some type of spirit might be putting thoughts in your mind, right? Or you just might have just bad thoughts because of the programming of the of, the, of this new world order, globalist, what they're trying to do. When those thoughts come in, you just take it captive and you throw it away, right? And uh, Because you don't want these deceitful desires to naturally take you off your path, off your calling off the race that's marked out for you, right? And you'll see that in Hebrews 3.13 where it says, but exhort one another every day. That's like encourage, encourage, exhort one, one another every day. As long as it is called a day, and that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. That's why that, I love that Hebrews 12.1, um, is basically we throw off everything that hinders, right? And, and the sin that so easily entangles why? So that we're not hardened by this deceitfulness of sin. 
And, then, and Satan's going to say, oh, this is going to be so fun. You should do this. Right? And that deceitfulness of sin is what the old self was. And that's always going to be a little bit of a battle, right? But that's why we've continued to renew our minds. So important. That's where this verse 23 says, and to the renewed in the spirit of your minds, right? And to the renewed of the spirits of your minds. Obviously, that comes back to another memory verse. I just love Romans 12, 2 that says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what the will of God is, what is the good and acceptable and perfect will. Guys, just think about that. If you really want to know what the will of God is for your life, this tells you right here how to do it. All right? It's not... And, 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 and that, that, that will, in the NIV it says good, good, pleasing, and perfect, right? Here it says good and acceptable and perfect. Good and acceptable or pleasing and perfect will of God. You want to know what that is? Well, you don't conform to the pattern of this world. You're throwing off that. We're putting it off that we just talked about. But we'd be, what do we do instead? We're transformed by the renewal of your mind. How do you renew your mind? You're in the Word of God. You're in Him. You're in Christ. You're in the Word of God. The Word became flesh. You're in Jesus. That's why we put on the armor of God in all Ephesians 6, you know, 10 through 20. You just read that. I do 10 through 18. These are my memory verses. And you, and you look at that and you put on, you're dressing yourself up in Jesus. you got the belt of truth, the truth of, about Jesus. Whose truth? The truth, the life. It's Jesus. You put on your breastplate of righteousness. It's the righteousness of Christ. You put your feet fitted with the readiness of the gospel of peace. What's that gospel of peace all about? It's the gospel about Jesus dying for your sins, right? You take your shield of faith. What's that faith? It's a faith in Christ, right? It's how you're saved. You take your helmet of salvation. Salvation? Who gives you salvation? It's Christ. You're dressing up in Jesus. And lastly, your offensive weapon is what? It is the what? Sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The Word became flesh. You're, it's Jesus' words you're using. Right? It's that. And then the last thing, obviously, let's say, don't forget verse 18, which says, and, 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 and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Right? And use that Word of God in your prayers. And that is, uh, guys, that reviews your mind. Reviews, you put your armor of God on and renew your mind, and you're ready for battle. Ready for battle against the flesh. Right, that this, and all these deceitful desires, and you're going to reverse those so much easier and naturally. And this paragraph ends with, "And put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness." Woo! Um, this talks about the new self, and many people like when after they get baptized, you go in and, get, and, 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 the, and the pastor will say, "And walk in the newness of life." Right, that's because you're this new creation. This is representative of a new creation, and you'll see that in Romans six four, where it says, "We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we might walk in the newness of life." Whew. That's why you go get baptized. It's not a requirement to be saved. It's a command to go publicly tell people that you love the Lord and you're not ashamed of the gospel, like uh, Romans 1.16 talks about. You're not ashamed of the gospel. So you're, you're basically saying, I am buried, crucified with Christ, right? Like, like Galatians 2.20 talks about, I'm crucified with Christ. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism in order that just 
as Christ raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. And that's what we're celebrating right now. And the way we get that newness of life is because we have a beautiful name of Jesus. And that's what we're gonna worship to now. And this is, what a beautiful name. And this video actually shows Every single video represents the name of Christ. There's the Rose of Sharon right there. Did you read this, uh, Annette? Yes, yes. Of course, what a beautiful, wonderful, and powerful name it is. Jesus Christ, my King. Nothing compares to this. The mysteries of our God, once hidden for generations, have now been revealed through Jesus. Colossians 1.26 You were the Word at the beginning, one with God, the Lord Most High, your hidden glory revealed in you, our Christ. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John 1.1 You didn't want heaven without us, so you brought heaven down. My sin was great, your love was greater. By canceling the record of death that stood against us, this he set aside, nailing it to the cross. Colossians 2.14 Death could not hold you, for you are raised to life again. What can separate us now? For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. Romans 8, 38 to 39. Amen. That's the truth. You'll yeah. see the name right above the scriptures of the name of Jesus coming across for every scene. Oh, man. 
record of death that stood against us, he legal demands, this set aside, nail it to the cross. seen there was the name of Jesus. Talked about the Rose of Sharon we started with and the bright morning star. The Creator, He's our Savior. He's the Lamb of God. He's the bread of life. He's the King of Kings. He's the beginning and the end. He's the root of David, the hope of the nations. He's Emmanuel, God with us. He's our Redeemer. He's the Son of Man. He's our Advocate. He's the Word. He's the Good Shepherd. He's the Fountain of the Living Water. He's the Rock. He's the true vine. He's the chief cornerstone. He's the mediator of the covenant. He's the just judge. He's the resurrection and the life. The lion of the tribe of Judah. He's the son of righteousness. He's the lily of the valley. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He's the author and finisher of our faith. He's the amen. He's the prince of peace, the humble king. He's the image of God. He's the king of Israel. He's the exalted one. He's a servant king. He's a carpenter. He was the man of sorrows, the bridegroom. He's the light of the world. He's a miracle worker. He's a great 
I am Jesus. What a beautiful name. We should just speak Jesus right over it. Right? This is our newest uh, video. And the lyric says, I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and mind. Ephesians 10.9 says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Second lyric here says, Declaring there is hope and freedom. According to his great mercy, he caused us to be born again to a living hope, 1 Peter 1.3. For freedom, Christ has set us free, Galatians 5.1. Third lyric we attach scripture to is, your name is power and healing and life. It says, behold, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you in Luke 10.19. Jesus said to him, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. In John 14, 6. The fourth uh, part of this song. It says, you break every stronghold and burn like a fire. And 2 Corinthians 10, 4 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not in the flesh, but have the divine power to destroy strongholds. Ooh, I love that. 2 Corinthians 10, 4, and it says, Hebrews 12, 29 says, For our God is a consuming fire. Let's worship to I speak Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. Because I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Till every dark addiction starts to break. To clear in there is hope and there is freedom. I speak Jesus.
consuming fire. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope. That's that living hope. That name of Jesus. <laughs> Isn't that cool? We just went through all those different names of Jesus and then we speak Jesus. So let's speak Jesus over every situation that you have. Speak Jesus to your family. Speak Jesus to everything. And that's what the, this whole chapter of Ephesians 4 is trying to get us to do. Is to put off the old self. Put on that new self that can do just that. Right? And this uh, last paragraph let's dig into here. And then we'll do a communion um, after a few more songs. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor. For we are members of one another. Right? So when we... What do we need to do in our Christian life? Speak the truth. Right? That's what God wants us to do. Speak the truth. Right? And that's why the truth is often just the Bible, the biblical verse. Right? That's it's Jesus. Speak the truth. Who's the truth in the life? It's Jesus. So you speak Jesus with your neighbor. Right? And uh, 
this is what uh, Zechariah even said in the Old Testament. These are the things that you shall do. Speak the truth to one another. Render in your gates judgments that are true and make for peace. And boy, remember we were studying this with uh, on the book of John during the crucifixion of Jesus where Pilate, during the trial of Jesus that we talked about on Friday, where Pilate said, what is truth? It's the world saying right now, what is truth? It's all relative, right? Well, the truth is Jesus. The truth is the word of God. That's why we speak Jesus over every situation. Speak Jesus to our neighbor, right? It talks about also here we are members of one another in this verse. You see that same type of language in Romans where it says, so we, though many, are one body and individually members of one another. So remember, that's why we ask you not to be isolated. That's why I download that neighborhood.social app or go to neighborhood.social and don't be isolated. Come and be with other people of like mind. That's why we have the whole neighborhood.social platform so that you can chat with those people. You can join Zoom groups. You can just share information. Um, it's a, it's a Facebook replacement for people that really love the Lord. And you can speak Jesus to each other because <laughs> you're members of one body, right? Verse um, 26 says, be angry and do not sin. So you can you can be angry and do not sin. Now, it's not saying that you should always be angry, but when you have righteous anger, just don't sin in that anger, right? And don't let the sun go down on your anger because that's just going to eat you alive. And then 27 says, and give no opportunity to the devil. Yeah, he'll use that to entangle you, right? Just like we're talking about in Hebrews 12.1. And we got here in James 4.7, it says, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and you will flee, and he will flee from you. So if we resist the devil, and have submitted ourselves before God, what happens? He flees from you. That's why um, the Lord's telling me, Make sure you put me first. Make sure there's nothing higher priority, that you're spending time alone with me, that you're worshiping me, that you're in my word, you're renewing your mind. Just come to me each day with a renewed mind. That's his ask. That's submitting yourself to God and he will use you. That'll allow you to easily resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Now that's something that I think we all want, right? But it does take a conscious decision. Again, because the the programming is just going to keep you where you don't want to be, right? Um, verse 28 gets into, we talked about that, I'm sorry, 28. Let, let the thief no longer steal, but rather let labor doing honest work with his own hands so that he may have something to share with anyone. Just showing that as a thief becomes a Christian, they're a new self. Don't judge them from their old works. They, 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 they can do some amazing things. 39, a lot of people say, hey, it doesn't tell you not to swear in the Bible. Well, kind of. It says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth. Kind of sounds like you're probably not supposed to be swearing, right? <laughs> you're definitely not supposed to be using the Lord's name in vain. You know, people that use the F word and thing, things like that and the S word. Um, and like I, I know said, Dan Bagino is using it a lot right now, right? And I just wish uh, he would mellow out on that. It's a kind of, because um, uh, I really like his, his show. But, um, this, this does say this in the Bible, right? It says right there. And this again, that is, this is Ephesians 4, 29. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths. And you'll see some of that in, in uh, another area here in Colossians 3, 8. It says, but now you must put them all away. Anger, malice, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk 
from your mouth. So I think the F word is probably obscene talk, right? Um, so that's where, uh, not that we're all perfect, but we can shy away from that. that is, I, don't, I don't think the Lord wants us to use that. Even when we're tough and angry, we don't need to be throwing out obscene talk or corrupting talk, right? Um, but only such is good for the building up, because we're building up each other. That's what we want to do, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to give grace to those that are listening to us. So our, remember, our mouth is, is what? It's death and life, right? It's death and life. So I think, I think that's Proverbs 18:21, right? Uh, that death and life is in the power of the tongue. And those who eat of it will, those who love it will eat its fruit. So if you're speaking death, you're gonna eat that fruit. So you might as well speak life, speak Jesus, right? Uh, give grace to those who hear, right? You can see that in Colossians 4, 6 as well. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. So this is what, what we try to do is use our mouth to speak life. Unless we're declaring and decreeing the end of this cabal, right? And we're speaking death to the cabal, right? So that's when you use that. <laughs> Uh, so uh, interesting, interesting uh, to dig into this scripture. I just love it. And then, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. This is, I, I have a whole teaching on the Trinity, the true God, right? And the true Jesus that you can um, see in the Impactor for Truth course in the equipping section of blessedteach.com. And, um, and it's important to, to understand who the true God is, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And, and those are the three personhoods. Remember, one God, there's only one God, but there, but there's three persons, which is Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And, and some people think of the Holy Ghost as just this powerful spirit coming around. No, he's a person. You can grieve him. I have a whole thing. All the personhood characteristics of God uh, and, and Jesus are there in the Holy Spirit as well. And so obviously if you can grieve him, um, you don't grieve some spirit. It's, it's the Holy Spirit. It's a, it's a person. It's not some mystic force. It's, it's literally the Spirit of God, right? It's the Holy Spirit. Um, Isaiah 63.10 even talks about in the Old Testament where it says, Isaiah 63.10, but they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit. Therefore he turned to be their enemy and himself fought against them. So you don't want to be uh, speaking incorrectly about the Holy Spirit, right? Uh, you don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. Um, by whom we were sealed for the day of redemption. We've already taught on that, the whole seal and how you're sealed by the Holy Spirit. Let all build bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with malice. And we kind of end here with this last part of this. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. And this is tough when you look at um, in the chosen, there's a beautiful scene. I'm not going to do a spoiler alert on it, but of a, of, of somebody forgiving somebody. That, that there's all kinds of just deep, deep bitterness to the core, right? In one in, in one of the disciples toward another and each other, and a beautiful scene. Um, definitely need to go see uh, the chosen seasons episodes one through three, and. Uh, and, what, and the way Jesus handled that was so amazing. And <laughs> But one of the biggest things we can understand is he died for us while we were still sinners, right? And he forgave us 
we have no right not to forgive anybody, no matter what they've done, right? Because it just eats you up inside anyway, right? And you'll see this concept of forgiveness also in Matthew 6, 14, where Jesus even says, he says, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. So this is kind of scary if you flip that around. Basically, if you do not forgive others trespasses, is the Father going to forgive you? And so just be careful there. That's a very, very, very um, important concept to not let revenge and justice remember vengeance is his. So even if the person does not um, forgive you, you can still apologize to the person you've hurt, right? That's a big part of this as well. Apologizing for people you've hurt. And uh, they may give you the gift of forgiveness or not, forgiveness or not, right? But you need to give that gift of forgiveness to, because it can actually change people's lives. You see that. Um, you see criminals in prison just vicious and devastated and not in the Word of God because they've killed a, somebody's kid. And then the parents come in and, and, or the brother or sister or whatever and forgive them. And it melts their hearts. They change, they get into the Word and they become a whole different new creation. Right? And this is an example of, of how important forgiveness is. Your gift of forgiveness that you give somebody else can transform a life completely. And that is a beautiful part. And that's uh, how we finish Ephesians 4. So we're going to do a couple more songs and get back in and get into some uh, scriptures on communion. Right, And uh, that's, that's amazing that how great the Lord is that He can allow our forgiveness and how great He is to be able to give us the power to forgive when we probably can't do it on our own. Sometimes you just have to say, Lord, help me do this. And that's what that beautiful scene was. And those of you who've seen The Chosen know what I'm talking about, right? And so one thing we can do is just praise Him because great is the Lord, right? Um, why don't you do this one, Annette? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Great are you, Lord, for great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols. But the Lord made the heavens, Psalm 96, 4 to 5. It's your breath in our lungs. Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and a man became a living creature Genesis 2 7 you give life you are love anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love 1 John 4 8 you bring light to the darkness in him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shines in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not john 1 4 to 5 i have come into the world as light so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness john 13 46 is that 1246, right. yeah, good, awesome. I'm sorry, I couldn't see yeah. the last part there, Rick. Awesome. But, okay. Gosh, it's a breath in our lungs. It gives life. Great are you, Lord. You give life. You are love. You bring light to the dark. 
promise you give hope you restore every heart that is broken and great are you Lord it's your darkness comprehended it not. I've come into the world as light so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness.
power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Mm. Thank you, Paula. Um, I, it's part of what we talk about, blessed teachers. You start preparing for teaching others, you just learn so much. And that's why I'm blessed. I, I, I learned so much. And uh, this song is another one that just talks about Hosanna, Hosanna. Eyes, hearts, and hopes are turning to you for we long for you is the lyrics of the song. It's interesting when you look at Hosanna in the Old Testament in the Hebrew, right? It was more like, God, please save us. In the New Testament, the Greek, you see it, it's more used like, thank you for saving us, right? It's the New Testament. Jesus has done it. So it's so beautiful. You'll see this right here. And the crowds were shouting. This is the Palm Sunday, right? Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Thank you for saving us, Lord. Woo. The second uh, lyric in the song says, we find strength to face the day. In your presence, all our fears are washed away. Guys, this new self you put on, all of a sudden you got this peace that transcends all our standing. Your fears are, 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 are just brushed away. Ephesians 3.16 says that according to his riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. Isn't that what you all want? And then the third verse here talks about you are the God who saves us, worthy of all our praises. Is that not true? 1 Peter 1.3 says... He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. That's our living hope. Let's worship to the song and we find strength in Hosanna. Praise is rising. Praise is rising. Eyes are turning to you.
pierced for our transgressions, and crushed for our iniquities. And with his wounds we are healed. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Woo! <laughs> this music makes this so fun for me. Um, four times a week, remember, we do this on Sunday mornings, but we also do it on Fridays for Word and Worship. And then we get into praise and prayer. We have a lot more involvement with the audience where we hear praise reports from backstagers as well as those typing in the rumble chat. And we also... Um, Pray specifically for your prayer requests live on air. And so that's Mondays and Thursdays after the show uh, with the same beautiful music of these 40 plus songs that we're at. We, we add one or one, two or three songs every single month. So if you have a song that you love, um, you know, I'm trying to do, trying to keep them to the, to these ones that heck, are getting millions of views on YouTube, right? These, these songs that people just love or they, or they're just in the top uh, two or three hundred worship songs on CCLI, that Christian uh, licensing that we use. So we had the license to stream these, uh, but the cabal platforms of Facebook and uh, YouTube won't let me play them, right? Um, even though I have a license from the, from the Christian CCLI. Um, so now we have, so, this is why this is so unique. And we can do this because of, of independent channels like Rumble. And so if you send your um, requesting best place to do that is a neighborhood chat with me chat with some of the leaders here chat with Annette say well hey I'd love this song done um, you'll see you'll see Annette and me on um, and many others on the the neighborhood that's neighborhood.social right there download the app just search neighborhood.social or just search B2T you'll find both apps and uh, in fact I'll show you that one more time so before we get into communion so if you don't have your um, your items go go grab them real quick uh, just something for liquid to represent the blood of christ and also um your bread that we can break together here right um but if i show this right here you'll see um you can put your camera up on that qr code there and it'll bring you right to this this page and this page will allow you whether you have a google phone or an apple phone to take the two apps down the brand new one is the b2t ministries app which now has searching on it so you can search all the prophecies of julie green and prof uh, and, and amanda grace and 
what, I, what I'm getting from the Lord, and, and uh, also some Kim Clement and some old written prophecies by uh, Mark Taylor. And it'll go to the exact minute that you're, like, like I was searching on Netanyahu. And what are all the prophets saying about Netanyahu? Search on Israel. What are the prophets saying about Israel? And you'll see it's not what the, what the, the psyop of uh, Kazarian Jews and all that is telling. I'm going to do a whole um, section on that probably Monday or Tuesday to talk about this uh, incorrect teachings of uh, the Kazarian Jew false theory that DNA evidence doesn't support, linguistically doesn't support it, archaeologically doesn't support it. Um, uh, so the sources there are just bad sources. It's just false theory proven by not just science but also linguistic and archaeology and history. We will show the Kazarian Jew theory is, is not only it's not biblical, it's also not uh, not true. It's, it's, it's nonsense. Okay. We're going to be digging into that um, and, and other items, but you'll be able to. You can search for yourself by downloading this BTT Ministries app and going to the searchy prophecies area in one of the tiles. As you you'll find that real easily, and uh, I think you'll really enjoy that tool. It used to only be for backstagers. I just made it available to everybody because um, I think it's a, such a, a useful tool. And there's so much misinformation out there. People need to know what the what the prophets we trust and report on are saying, right? So that's uh, that's one thing. So let's get into, boy, I burned a lot of time, didn't I? Uh, you can tell I just love teaching scripture. Um, it's already 11:30, but we're gonna we're gonna go through uh, real quickly and do our. Um, uh, we, won't, we won't rush it, but we're gonna do our communion. Okay. So if you uh, have your elements, if you, now again, don't do this if you have not accepted Christ and have not confessed your sins. We'll do that here in a second. Give you a little bit of time to do that. So let's dig in um, to communion. I'll just go over a few scriptures that I think are important to understand it better. Um, you see here in, in, in the 1 Corinthians 10, it says, the cup of blessing that we bless, is, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? The blood of Christ is so important. The bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? So that's what we're doing here. Because there is one bread, we who are many are one body. We're talking about this, the body of Christ. For we all partake of one bread. So this, uh, we're taking of the bread and the and the and the wine or something representing the blood of Christ, some some fluids, and that will um, bring it representing the blood of Christ and the body of Christ, right? So that's what this is all about. If you see one Peter uh, three eighteen talks about for Christ also suffered once for sins, for the righteous for the unrighteous that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. So this is all about that, that we might be bringing us to, to, to God, right? Uh, so the righteous of the unrighteous, this is what the, this is about. Um, back in the Old Testament, it talks about, but talking about the Messiah. He will, he, but he was pierced for our transgression. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. All right, so uh, this is why Christ came for us. And this is this is the symbolic um, uh, discussion of, I mean, uh, representative of his blood and his body, and us remembering that, right? And then one John one seven says, "But if we walk in the light, as he is the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, cleanses us from all sin." That's what we're celebrating here in in the, this communion, right? 
And um, Jesus himself in John 6 says, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat it and not die. This is representative of the eternal life of Jesus, right? I'm the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. So this represents the flesh of Christ and it is how we get eternal life is, again, 100% Jesus and 0% us. That's the that's justification and salvation, right? Um, and then you see in 1 Corinthians 11, it says, let a person examine himself then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. So we're about ready to do. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body, eats and drinks judgment on himself. So I don't want judgment to come on you. So again, if you have not accepted Christ and have a clean heart, confess all your sins, basically, um, then, then you just shouldn't do this, right? So let's take a, just a minute of silence to just confess our sins and get right with God right now before we take this. Heavenly Father, I just come before you, Lord, and confess any sin, known or unknown to you, Lord. May we all be refreshed by your blood and know that we have this assurance of salvation. We know that you've forgiven us from our past, present, and future sins. Thank you, Lord. We look so forward to this celebrating communion with you today. We love you. Let me say these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. And then we'll just go take communion right now. And, we'll, and so any type of liquid would work. Um, Put in, in, and um, then you also have the bread as well, right? Any type of bread. Usually this would be in a formal setting. I mean, I mean in the setting that Jesus did where they had a big piece of bread that they would break and share together, right? And you'll see this here in in this uh, passage and in, in all four gospels have some part of the thing talking about communion. Here's Matthew 26 saying, now as they were eating, John took the bread and after blessing, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. So let's do that now. Break the bread. Let's take and eat this in remembrance of the flesh of Christ. And he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is the blood of my covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Let's take of the cup and remember it's the blood of Christ. All right, this was obviously right before he became the sacrificial lamb. And then verse 29 says, I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And we know what happened. He was crucified as a sacrificial lamb. He was raised on the third day. He spent over 40 days pairing the different disciples. Over 500 people saw him ascend into heaven many of who gave their witness to this. So we can trust the truthness of the biblical text. That's what I talk, talk about all the time, right? 
and so this is a beautiful time. If you guys have any thoughts or discussions, we can have that real quick right now. And we have um, Days of Elijah. Thank you for being on here. Thank you for standing for truth, Rick. Even truthers fell into the Kazarian Mafia trap. Yeah, so we'll go, we'll go into the details of the DNA evidence that shows that that's not true. We'll go into the evidence of um, the logistics problems with the and, that, and the people that wrote books and, and did this do did it based on some evidence, and the evidence unfortunately was fabricated. And we'll show how that was fabricated. Linguistically showing it, archaeologically showing it, historically showing it, and then you got the DNA evidence to back it up as well to show that the Gazarian Jew theory is nonsense. Okay, and it's, and it's biblically nonsense as well because <clears throat> because uh, God said that He was going to have the Israel come together as a nation. Yes, evil people were part of that, the Rothschilds, but there's millions of people around the world came there to actually, uh, that, that, that as a safe haven from all the anti-Semitism worldwide, right? Right. Um, yeah, the Kazarian Jew trap, we know what you meant, Days of Elijah. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> but if you have any other questions or, or um, ideas or thoughts, let me know. Um, and we can uh, get into that a little bit. Um, otherwise, we'll just play one last song and, and, and wrap her up here. Um, it's, it's awesome, guys. Uh, just to let you know, uh, th I think um, find everything at your fingertips um, Paula puts on here and the links. Thank you for doing that, Paula. Um, there is a uh, Blessed Teach Ministries link there if you'll find that, um, hopefully in the chat and or the, the uh, comments in, in Rumble. Um, you have that link that'll bring you to all our links. And then you also, um, again, we talk, talked about, you can just go into neighborhood.social to not be isolated and engage with awesome Christian patriots, right? Hey, with that, we're going to play one last song as we wrap up uh, our service for today or our, our word and worship for today. And what this is, is we just got into Great Are You, Lord, and Hosanna. We're going to kind of leave with a kind of a lighthearted, fun one that uh, we've had to Curtis Grimes on this show before. And Curtis is uh, just a great man of God who rejected a contract in, in Nashville and is basically on the Texas circuit and is doing extremely well. And he doesn't want to be in the Nashville circuit because it's kind of they own everything and it, this doesn't work, right? So uh, what we're going to be doing is, look, is finishing up with this cute little song about Noah built a boat. <laughs> it's all about you not giving up. It's on you can do what you need to do, even if you're being ridiculed for your truth teaching, right? And your truth seeking and thinking for yourself, right? That's what that's what this is all about. So, I'll read this one. This is this is uh, build my life. I'm gonna put Teresa up here. Good to see you, Teresa, um, and close me down here. Um, so this is, and I will build my life upon your love. Oh, oh, I, I grabbed the wrong one. It was no, we did that one earlier, didn't we? And I may skip build my life the more I think about it. Yeah, so we'll do this one. No build a boat, sitting in the sand. Told everybody, everybody said, man, you've lost your mind this time. That thing ain't never going to float. Can you imagine what they were saying to, to Noah, but what did he do? Well, he just obeyed. Because God said, make yourself an ark of gopher word, make rooms in the ark, and cover the inside and outside with pitch. So he did it. Some uh, some commentators, and I think you can look, his, look took him took him years and years and years to build this, and they, he was pretty, probably being ridiculed right and left for it, right? So let them call you crazy. Maybe it's true, 
but there's nothing impossible to do with a little bit of faith and a whole lot of hope, right? So this whole Luke 137, for nothing is impossible with God. And then when God opens a door, he'll lead you through, this song talks about in the lyric, and we say, well, that, thought, that reminds me of Revelation 3.8. I know your works, behold, I have set before you an open door which no one is able to shut. So you can have confidence to move forward. And then it says, so take every chance you get and don't you quit. Because if you believe it's true, it starts with you. All right, and Galatians 6, 9 says, kind of the theme of this whole song, and let not us grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if you do not give up. Let's not give up. They can call us crazy, it doesn't matter. We only care about what God thinks of us, not what others, right? <laughs> so this is People gonna tell you you're crazy fool. Dreams are something you wake up from and not pursue. When God opens the door, well He'll lead you through. So take that leap of faith or you regret what you didn't do. set before you an open door which no one is able to shut.
song by Curtis Grimes. What's really pointing to is this. The draft's going to show us. This and let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. Galatians mm -hmm. 6 9. All right. What we're going to do now is um, pray pray out of this and just say thank you for joining us. Um, Paula's reminding you to like and share this. Remember that it's, it's uh, highly suppressed. We're not on YouTube with 110,000 subscribers anymore. We're not on Facebook with 40,000 likes or like or, or people that on, on the group all taken away from us. So the only way people are going to find out about where Blessed Teach is anymore is you sharing this and liking it, right? Um, then also, uh, again, I'm, I'll do that series on, on the nonsense of the Kazarian theory. Again, both on DNA, DNA, DNA evidence and showing that the proofs that people have used to teach that um, are fraudulent, right? Um, based on linguistics, based on um, archaeology, based on histor history, history, so we can show that uh, that theory is, and it's also biblically not not uh, does not make sense. Anybody that's saying that they, this is the counter of it, um, Israel, it's not the biblical Israel, is just wrong. And uh, another part of that you can know is because of the prophets and what they're teaching. Right, all the prophets we follow in detail, Amanda Grace, Kim Clement, the prophecies from the past, even Mark Taylor's written prophecies from the past, as well as um, I'm Julie Green. You, you, you just search Israel on the searchy platform. Again, you could do that by downloading that app. You go to blessedtoteach.com slash apps um, as, as a way to go get to that. You can go to the searchy platform, search the prophecies. And you can just search Israel, and you can see that it's the biblical Israel, you can, by, by, based on the testimony of multiple prophets, right? You can also see that uh, Netanyahu, as an example, is somebody that's being yoked and used. Might not be perfect, just like Trump's not perfect, um, but he's being yoked and used. And so to say that he's a Zionist and he knew about this attack beforehand and he's this evil person is just not consistent with what the prophets teach uh, at all. Right, so the Zionism is to me about another. I don't want to even bring it up, but another. There's all kinds of areas where the truther movement's being divided, okay. And I believe they're complete psyops. And one of them is the Zionist <clears throat> Jews. Are, all the Jews are the synagogue of Satan, and this is completely a truther psyop against the truther movement to divide us, okay. So it's important that I'm going to show you the evidence. Again, DNA evidence, historical evidence, linguistic evidence, um, archaeological, uh, um, uh, what we call anachronisms that are in the, the supposed proofs of the Khazarian theory, not to mention massive logic. Obviously, God said he's going to put, bring this nation back together. All these Jews feel led to go there. I, I was there in June, as you know, and uh, spent some time with some some. I can honestly, some, some of these different types of uh, Jewish people, some of who just love the Lord. You could see it in their heart and their soul, right? And to, so to say that they're all synagogues of Satan is is uh, just, a, just a scary thing. <clears throat> and when God warns in the Old Testament, I know it's the Old Testament, that those who bless Israel will be blessed and those who curse Israel will be cursed. Well, he's got the, a ton of truthers and a ton of Christians cursing Israel right now. Guys, that is a dangerous place to be very dangerous place to be we'll be talking that in more detail to give you the evidence at your fingertips so when you think for yourself um hopefully you'll be able to take to do this right i also wanted to ask you guys to uh become a partner 
Um, the Lord told me I was keeping you guys from reaping by not becoming a partner. And that's why we, uh, um, you can go to theblessedseach.com slash donations. There's also, you can do that at neighborhood.social. There's a donations tab there. And, there, and, there, and there's a way to become a partner. I'm going to show you that in a second here. So, um, and there's, a, there's, a, there's another QR code for you too if you get your phone out. If you get your uh, uh, camera out, you'll be able to see this as well. And so when you go to that donations tab, it will bring you right to here. And uh, this is the only way we're going to be able to do what we're going to be able to do to do our expansion plans, right? We have a lot of plans for here to have 24-hour revival uh, uh, praise and prayers, to have uh, uh, go, have events ourselves, and really attack this censorship that's happening to us heavily, right? Uh, with big social media pushes so that we can get the truth out to people. So there's the, there's a QR code that'll bring you to 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 be able to give these three different ways. You can click on the here there and you'll they'll take you into the donations area or you can just text give to 833-209-2393 you can see that right here 833-209-2393 you can text give to that get you to the same screen and uh, this talks about the lord saying rick you are keeping people from reaping okay so okay so because uh, i was i was gun shy on this i'm a businessman and wanted this all to kind of fund itself through sponsors. He's telling me that I'm not like gonna need sponsors. He wants it to be a ministry where people are are invested in, in, in with their hearts and soul into it. And so that's why he wanted me to create a partner program. So what we've done there is we have a partner program. What all you do is you give even a dollar a month, <laughs> right? I don't think it let you give them a dollar. I used to say 50 cents or whatever, but I think it I think that only allows a dollar. If you can give a dollar a month, then we will be getting exclusive ministry updates and our intercessory prayer team will be praying for every name on that list every Thursday after the show actually is when they get together. And so you have an intercessory prayer team on you, but most importantly, you're gonna be planning the God's kingdom to reap. Here's our vision, guys, our mission. I'm not gonna go into the details of this, the expansion plans, you'll see that all. As you go here, our our whole preparation to fight all this uh, and really get into really equipping the saints, healing the brokenhearted, um, setting the captives free, and um, it's a big part of what this ministry is doing. We've got a bunch of a bunch of uh, awesome um, volunteers that are back on the neighborhood, right? Neighborhood.social. So download that app as well, and and, and again, go to blessedteach.com/apps. And you will see if you go to if you go to bless this apps right here in, in blessedeach.com, it'll bring you to this where you can download those two videos. And with that, I'm going to pray us out and uh, thank you guys for joining us on this this time here. Um, oh, the days of Elijah just gave me another uh, uh, another thing that's interesting. It says the name of Netanyahu means God has given. Pretty prophetic, if you ask me. And if you just we'll be going over that segment, and I'll show you what. Amanda Grace, and um, cl it's clear that Netanyahu is God's chosen and rightful um, prime minister that the deep state tried to take out, and he came back just like Trump's going to, right? So that is uh, um, some interesting things to understand. And there are just so many truthers that caught him in this. I decided I, I, I've got to fight this head on because they, they've got incorrect information. They don't know that the sources for the Kazarian Jew theory are completely corrupt and were created by Jewish rabbis at that point in time wanting to sell. Hey, look at, because the story goes like this, that this king of this evil place decided, you know, I'm gonna, hey, I'm gonna hear from the Muslims and the Christians and the Jews, and we're gonna pick one of them, and they picked the Jewish religion. So of course, who wants to tell that story? 
obviously the, the Jewish people do, right? And that's why it was written in perfect Hebrew, right? And there, and you go back and you look at those Kazarian areas and there was nobody that was writing in perfect Hebrew at all, right? <laughs> and then, so the history doesn't sort, logistics doesn't sort, there's anachronisms in those sources. They're fraudulent sources, okay? So, um, and so uh, not that not that the people didn't think that and believe that and might have really thought that, but you're, you're fooled by incorrect uh, false information and that's that's why I want to make sure everyone understands um, how important it is to support the biblical Israel doesn't mean that Israel is perfect and doing good things they have a huge horrible intelligence agencies just like we do uh, that are corrupt the Mossad and the CIA MI6 they're all corrupt intelligence agencies right um, so we need to understand that but be careful of cursing the biblical Israel be careful of calling all Jewish people um, cursed, that is that is that is dangerous territory to be in, and we have a lot of truthers doing just that right now, right? And uh, Saul Alinsky has has a whole thing called useful idiots, where he gets people in the psyop and he uses them to separate us and divide us and get us to fight. That's what he's done with the Zionist Kazarian Jew, Jew false theory. Okay, so please be careful when you get into those type of type of areas. But let's uh, let's let's pray on this, Heavenly Father. Just thank you so much again. Give us the truth and the insight to these things, Lord. As we think for ourselves, don't let us fall into these traps that uh, the evil one wants us to just fight each other versus understanding who the evil really is and coming together as we the people to fight against that evil. And Lord, I pray for blessings on everyone that's listening to my voice right now. Lord, I especially pray for this bond of peace and the spirit of unity to come into their families. And I pray as they come to you and come to know you, that that bond of peace and spirit of unity is in the entire body of Christ worldwide. And that bond of peace and spirit of unity is in the, especially the remnant, Lord, that are really putting you first, listening to you with a renewed mind every day. Lord, use us as your vessel in this time period, Lord. And bring that unity and that bond of peace into the blessed teaching ministries everywhere, Lord. May we all have that. And Lord, I just pray you bless each family and, and, the, and our friendships as you start to remove the goggles, remove these scales of deception, the spirit of deception that's across these lands and our friends and our families and replace it with the spirit of truth. Lord, you are truth. May they come to know who you are and may that unity come back in to our countries and to our families and to our friendships. We love you and we say these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Hey, with that, you guys are awesome. Make sure you join us every Friday and Sunday for Word and Worship. And then for the same beautiful music in a more interactive area to come join us for praise and prayer. Bring your prayer request on Mondays and Thursday nights for prayer. With that, we're going to say goodbye. If you want my unmuting backstage and saying goodbye, God bless everyone. Thank you, Rick. Thank you. For such a wonderful word and worship. Mm -hmm. Thank, Thank you. you all for coming.